Well, folks, welcome the fuck back. And how the black fuck do you do? Amen. <laughs> I am Cal Mitchell. And I am Crystal. This is The Read, and we're doing a special mailbag episode today. Yes, we are doing a special mailbag episode on this eve. Um, do you want to just dive in? I mean, we can. You know, it's not. It doesn't have to be like the same format as the regular show. We don't have to do everything else. Sure doesn't. I think we can just pack it full of the the wonderful <laughs> advice that you all, <laughs> the quality advice that y'all look forward to when you tune into this podcast. So. Oh, this podcast? I don't know what you were talking Absolutely. about. Quality <laughs> you know, we do our absolute best with the, with the things y'all say. So, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Sure. Why not? I will go the first. Okay. How about this one? Do you want mess? Do you want something like fun and simple? Let's start. You know what? Let's start with fun and simple and then get to the mess. Fun and Simple comes from Lena James. Oh. I'm assuming that's the fake name that you chose, Lena <laughs> James. Okay, amen. It says, hey, I don't know why. This isn't, this, like, this is, has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Whatever. It says, hey, y'all, picture it. It's 1996 and you're the lead star in a high school college show or movie. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to play your crush slash romantic interest? Let's say top two or three. It can be someone from the 90s or someone from now. Thank you for bringing joy to us every episode. Lena James. Do you see why I don't understand the fake name? Well, that's because Lena James is the name of the character Jada played on A Different World. (laughs) Yes, but like, what is that? I think they're saying because a different world aired in the '90s, and so it's like a reference to the question. Like, but it starts by saying "use a fake name." Oh, Leah James. So I'm like, <laughs> I think they just wanted you, you to. Want... I think they just wanted you to call them that after Jada. I really do. Okay. So what? So what, what's what are we supposed to do? Pick three niggas from the '90s. <laughs> Or now, it okay. says, if you were starring in a high school or a college show or movie, who would you want to play your romantic interest? Top two or three. Mm. Interesting. I was about to shoot for it. I was supposed to be like, oh, such and such, but girl, that's the 80s. <laughs> um, I forgot I'm old. I have to Google that one fine nigga who was on all the old sitcoms. <laughs> On all the old sitcoms? He was on a different world. He was on like... I mean, everyone was. <laughs> Damn. Now, Google said, was on the fucking... Google said there aren't many great matches for your search. Damn. Normally, my Jesus. little ghetto Googling co- turns up with something. Um, Let's see. Uh, definitely in the top... I, okay, so no particular order. No particular order. Bumper Robinson. Sorry. That's who it was. Whomst? Bumper Robinson. Google Bumper Robinson. You're going to say, oh, yeah, that nigga. Oh. If 
If I was okay. in college in the Family 90s, Matters. Yeah, he was on all the, game. the shows. Yes. This is a good choice. Right. This is a very good choice. That was the first one I thought of. <laughs> he was T back in he the day. He was, nigga. Everybody yes. thought he was fine. Everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Okay. He was on Living Single for a little bit, too. This is what I'm saying. The nigga who was on all the shows, it didn't it didn't yeah, come up. He but, was on everything. But it didn't was he come on up. Family Matters? Yet I found it anyway. He probably was, like Laura's little crush I'm or thinking something. Of, no, I'm thinking of that other light skinned nigga with them eyes that looked kind of like an alien. Okay. This nigga was on what show? Or whatever. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Um, I would say one of mine would probably be great choice. One of mine would probably be Merlin Santana. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's another good one. Um uh t- Mm. The 90s or today? I don't like to say people of today because then y'all tag them on Instagram and it gets weird. True. So, especially girls, like especially lesbians, I hate saying the name of any lesbian because y'all immediately are like, we're going to make it happen. It's like, (laughs) I really don't want you to go harass these people on my behalf, but... Hmm. Well, everybody knows I used to have a huge crush on Alicia Keys in 1999. Everything about... Who's it? Everything about that, I just knew, you know, she walked like it was heavy. And I... Wow. Yeah. Gross. I I mean, it's true. And I was interested. Yeah. The voice, she was just so... Yeah. the, The whole New York stereotype, I was into it. Yeah, I think it would probably be between Merlin Santana. Shit. I don't fucking know, bruv. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else. Oh, I, oh I'm literally God. just thinking of niggas from the 90s. Yeah, me too. I would have... Malik Yoba was uh, New York Undercover. Girl. Oh, no. <laughs> We're talking about college. <laughs> college um, and high school movies. I'm just thinking of fine niggas from a long time ago. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's... Okay. I think that's about all I got. Uh, yeah, I'm not really... I'm trying to... And I'm the sitcom girl. Like, I'm trying to think of at least fine niggas from sitcoms. Top. 90s sitcoms. I mean, okay, never mind. I was in high school. That was middle and it's, school. And, and before y'all start tagging, don't don't think that I haven't thought of people. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking of people and some are just passing me by. Oh. Like, so it's no tea and it is also zero shade. Mm. Hmm. Girl, I don't motherfucking know. I'm going to say Merlin Santana, and then one of today would be Lucian, Lucian Lavis Count. What's his name? Now you know. Oh, is that the boy who was um, Bridget? No, no, no. Who is this? He was on um, Emily in Paris, which I never watched. Oh, yeah, but I, I didn't just know that. that that show did really well, so... Um, shout out to him for being on that. But I think I saw him first on Scream Queens and Snatch. Mm. Okay. So, <laughs> for the eighth time, Merlin Santana, <laughs> Lucy and Lavis Count, 
And Kofi Sirabo. That's so easy. Well, I said I said we were gonna get married on Instagram. I wrote that in his Instagram comments and he liked the comments, so a relationship has been established. A relationship has been established. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's it you for know, me. <laughs> and then, um, you know what? R.I.P. as well. Jason David Frank. The Green Ranger. Oh. Well, now, if we're going back, Power Rangers is a little... That was before... I'm, yeah, it was before your time, but it was so <laughs> Damn, not before my time. I remember it. Like, I watched it. But I I'm mean, thinking, a lot of these shows you've seen. If we're going you, back it wasn't like that far, I used to have a crush on Jonathan Taylor Thomas on Home Improvement. <laughs> I did, and Indeed. I was ashamed. I was ashamed. But Yes, ma'am. I ashamed of what? So, having good taste? Having a crush on a white boy. I was Girl, so ashamed. You better get into it. it was but he 90s. was so fine. Yeah, he was. They were cranking out little rosy-cheeked white boys. Like They peeps. were. <laughs> yeah, he was just, yeah, something about him. You had to be there. Okay, well, that's my yeah, question. Thank fun. you for that. Thanks, Lena. Um, our next letter comes from Jessica, who says, My question is about setting expectations for having friends over and spending the night. My daughter came out to me as bisexual when she was 13. She did it in such a cute way, and I was so proud of her. The only issue is I don't know how to set limits around crushes and dating. What do you do when your child's close friends are the same gender as their potential partner? I have no issue with her being unsupervised with friends, but after hearing Crystal's story about spending time in her room with her friends, I'm concerned she might be doing the same thing. Wow. She says she isn't dating any of her current friends, but she could be lying. I know she's liked some of them in the past. The kids this age go from friends to dating to enemies and all that constantly. My experiences as a teen were basic. No boyfriends, no boys in your room with the door closed, etc. While I'm not that strict with her, I'm not naive either. I don't want to give her so much freedom, freedom that she engages in sexual activity before she understands what comes with it. We've had all the big conversations. Even still, she's at that age where they think they know everything and won't always ask for help, especially if they think they're going to get in trouble. What can I do to balance trust and respect her autonomy while not allowing her to have a real life euphoria episode under my roof? Thanks for your help. Love, Jessica. (laughs) Jessica, this was a little dramatic, okay? (laughs) Jessica, sweets. How did we get to euphoria? Oh my God, help me. Two niggas without kids. Help me raise my kids. <laughs> There's a lot going on in Euphoria. I'm just I don't motherfucking know. Like... Okay, no, that's not helpful. <laughs> Listen, doll baby, here's the tea. I think that what you really need to do, in all honesty, like you individually, outside of being a mom, Remember that you were this age once. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you were just like, I mean, you described. You described. No no boys, no this, no that, whatever. Yeah. You know, clink, clink, whatever. Um, cupboard under the stairs. All of it. Um, the thing about being a young adult thing about being of a certain age is they're going to do what they want to do. You can't keep tabs on them 24 hours. You just can't. What you can do 
is impart as much wisdom as you possibly can in them. Let them know what you're for and what you are not for. Yeah. What you're going to deal with and what you're not going to deal with. Love them and roll the dice, honey. That's my advice. Like, and I, again, that comes from someone who hasn't birthed no babies. So that might be shit yeah. advice. And and the oh, beautiful well. thing about the read is that there's <laughs> it, the read is a community of people. It isn't even just two people. And lots of you niggas have made the decision to um, procreate. Some of you didn't make the decision, but you did anyway. And, you know, there's probably loads of advice out there for people who maybe have a little bit more insight. But I think that what you can do um, as far as sexuality goes is, like I said, um, be an open book and an open door Mm -hmm. um, and be honest and authentic. Uh, Have clear guidelines like the open door, like the, you know, the, the stuff that we have. And then the rest of that is just hoping for the best and that nobody turns out pregnant. Like you, you literally can't be like a tick and just attach mm-hmm. yourself to these people, these kids at all times and make sure that they're not doing anything you don't want them to do. Like, and I think the one thing that has, that still rings true today is that the more you push back and say, no, 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 this, no, that, no, that, no, this. Yeah. The more that, uh, people, especially young people, are like, well, I'm going to go see what this and that is about. Absolutely. Absolutely will do it. <laughs> so, I don't know. I agree. Well, I mean, I'll say first off, people know that they're asking two niggas who don't have kids for parenting advice. They know it. They Same know way it. y'all know y'all asking two single niggas about marriage advice. Y'all know what y'all are they doing. Know so they know this. They know it at all. You get what, what you get. What do we have advice you get for what you besides get. weed? <laughs> and like... Nintendo Switches. Right, games. And like... <laughs> Flavors of Doritos. Beyonce, maybe. <laughs> like, these are the things we know. Carbs. <laughs> like, we can't. And yet, every week. And yet, y'all do it. And so, you get what you get. But I agree with you. Um, I think kids who are robbed of their freedom will steal it back one way Look or another. Tongue. What the hell my have you been eating? Candy canes. Why are they You're glue? asking me about children because they're <laughs> the fun kind, sweethearts. You're asking me about your kids, bitch. I am a child myself. With a bright blue, in the blue raspberry ass tongue. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm 35. <sighs> I mean, listen, no, you, you get whatever but joy. But fucking dandy. Listen, and it is the fucking season. So eat your That's candy right. canes and enjoy yourself. But uh, yeah, I don't remember what i was saying but the 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 whole point about like trying to smother your child and stay on their ass to make sure they don't never do anything you don't want them to do like eventually that's gonna blow up in your face i don't know if your child is still is still 13 you said she came out when she was 13 but i don't know how long ago that was i assume she is still around that age i just want you to know that when i was like in my room with my friends i was 17 years old there is a big difference and it was one friend and we were just kissing. Like I was not fucking in my mama's house with her on the other on the other side of the door. Like please be serious. So I don't know I don't know what you thought when I t- when I told that story. I don't know what you thought, but I wasn't and I'm I, listen, I'm not judging. I'm sure 
Some of y'all was busting it wide the fuck open with your whole family in the den. I'm sure some of y'all was. I was a latchkey kid. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get a text message. No, the fuck I'm not. Yeah, I wish I would fuck in my mama's house. Please. I'm just saying, like, I was 17 years old kissing my little girlfriend in my bedroom. It was... Not whatever sordid story you have conjured in your head. As a hormonal (laughs) youngster, couldn't imagine it. Like, I'm very particular. Like, I can't, when sex is happening (laughs) or or sexiness, Mm -hmm. I get in my head. Like, I don't need distraction. Yeah. Like, I would never... I'm sorry. I could not focus. I wouldn't be able to focus on having a good time. Like, even Link, get out. (laughs) You will be no, like... Yeah, no, you don't need to see this. This is not for a child. This is not for you. (laughs) Like, people who can do it in front of their pets, what? Mm -mm, It's not for a parent's eyes either. As far as I'm concerned, y'all don't need to be nowhere near that. Um, And I felt that way even then. But, yeah, I really, I agree with Kithier. I think the best you can do is be open with her again about the expectations, about sex, relationships, being emotionally and mentally ready, like, and leaving the door open for her to come talk to you. But, I mean, other than that, like, you can't put a GPS on her. You can't, you can't, like, chip her like they do dogs. Like, you can't put a microchip in her, in the back of her neck and make Whoa. sure you know where she, <laughs> please, please, like educate your children empower them to make the decisions that feel good for them and and also you know make sure that the rules of your home are clearly expressed yes and and lead with love instead of shame or or punishment like preach let acceptance like yeah a lot of people are like my teenager won't come and talk to me about such and such well y'all do not make it easy a lot of y'all do not make it easy for your kids to talk to you. So default, it's uncomfortable. Cool mom, cool dad, cool whoever. It doesn't matter how cool and fresh and and funky you are, bitch. Like for young people, for people of a certain age, it's gonna be awkward and uncomfortable right. in most cases. Yep. So your approach is gonna be really important. And like Crystal just said, if your approach is with shame and mm, I don't know what that noise is, but you know what the noise is. <laughs> then, then, like, you know, good luck. Yeah, literally that. Like, uh, but yeah, I think ch- just calm down a little bit, just simmer down a little yeah. tiny bit, and and y'all will be all right. Good luck, Jessica, with talking to your to your daughter. Guess what? My stomach is growling, and I am not going to lose my mind about it today. Well, I promise you it is not a big deal at all. I didn't hear it, and I'm sure... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Growth. That's right. I am very proud of Mm -hmm. you. Look at that. That was a quick turnaround, too. Yeah. All right. This one comes from uh, Kiki Keeps a Job Jr. Um, And it's a bit lengthy, but it is a ride. Okay. So this one says, Hey, Crystal and Kid Fury... I was going to use a fake name, but this, I mean, you did. But this situation is so specific. If she heard it, she would know it's about us. So fuck it. Do what you please. I chose the name you chose. Wonderful. For context, oh, the subject of of the letter is my sister promised me her kidney, then led me on for a whole year. What? 
For context, the current weight for a deceased donor with my blood type O negative, super rare, is over six years. However, if a living donor, my wait time with a living donor, my wait time is cut down to three to six months. Wow. Dialysis is not a long-term option for me due to my age. She's 28. I wouldn't be able to start a family or travel as freely and the process of getting my medical supplies is a pain in the ass. All the information I received about uh, her transplant process, the sister, was through her because HIPAA won't allow me to discuss anyone's testing process. The donor has to be the one to share it. We're not on speaking terms, but my sister has always been my person, my constant, and this situation has been extremely difficult. Anywho... I'm Kiki Palmer Jr. getting my PhD while juggling jobs like being the senior editor of my department's academic journal, et cetera, et cetera, um, and administering dialysis to myself every night. Every night, I give myself life-sustaining treatments. It's a hard job, and I would be lying if I say... If I didn't say it gets to be overwhelming. Over a year ago, my older sister, 36, and I, 28, had a conversation about her getting tested to see if she was a match for living kidney donation. She expressed some concerns that her husband had about the surgery process due to the timing because of their family and the businesses that they were starting. I expressed to her that our relationship was too important to jeopardize over the situation and I'd rather her not get tested unless she was 100% about her decision. Mm, yeah. A few months later, she came to me and said she was sure she wanted to get tested. So we proceeded with the process, and she was confirmed a match. However, I noticed that her updates about transplant testing slowed and eventually stopped, although she told me that transplant that the transplant informed her she would have to tra- travel from our home state to where I'm located to go through with the surgery. Key information. Let me repeat that. Okay. Transplant people informed her that she'd have to travel from our home state to where I'm located to go through with the surgery. Because of this detail, she kept pushing back the anticipated surgery date. Okay. I kept, even though I had thoughts, I kept them to myself because she seemed willing to go through with it. Um, and she was essentially saving my life. I felt like I was being impatient, so I chilled out. However, she kept pushing back the date. I only started looking for donors when she pushed it from December 2022 to December 24, 25. Wow. I told her I was looking for other people, but I still wanted to consider her since she was the only confirmed match. March of this year, she told me that she, quote, didn't know if she was going through with the transplant didn't know if going through the, with the transplant was the right choice for her family at this time. I was devastated because it felt like a huge setback. When asked why, I was given reasoning like, quote, she's a wife and mother and you wouldn't understand. Not only was that hurtful, but it was insensitive of the real concern I expressed to her about possibly not living to be a wife or a mother or even a fine-ass, rich-ass auntie. Furthermore, didn't know she was a wife. Didn't she know she was a wife and mother when she came to me saying she wanted to get tested? Needless to say, we didn't talk for months after that. For Mother's Day, I went home and had an in-person conversation with her. She was very apologetic. She agreed to go through through with the process again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, following week, she said, I'm not saying yes, but I'm not saying no. I got tired of her flip-flopping ways. Oh, uh-uh. As I started to post more about my journey on social media, more people became interested in getting tested. Someone from out of state said they were actually my blood type and were willing to donate. I told him about the traveling factor, and he informed me that the transplant people told him he never had to travel because they partner they partner with hospitals across the country to make processes easier on the donors. He would be able to do his testing and subsequent surgery in his home state, which is where my sister lives. 
They live in neighboring cities. I asked another out-of-state friend who was eliminated from the testing process, and he confirmed they also told him the same time. So I called transplant people to ask if this is something they tell everyone, and they confirmed they are mandated to tell everyone they didn't have to travel if they live near a partnering hospital, which my sister does, meaning she knew she never had to travel, even though that was her main excuse to keep delaying the surgery. Wow. Her husband uh. also confirmed that he was on board with the transplant once he spoke with the doctors, but that it was always her decision because he refused to come in between sisters. He also told me she was afraid to go through with the surgery and didn't know how to tell me. I confronted her on this, and of course it went left. I started the conversation off calm, but she kept calling me off and interrupting me so at one point i told her to shut the fuck up and listen and she hung up granted i'm not proud for losing my temper in the moment but i feel like she was not doing anything to take accountability for what she did my main Yikes. concern is that she wasn't upfront or honest about her true feelings um I'm gonna skip ahead my question is how do you cope with losing someone so fundamental to you my sister practically raised me as our single parent mother worked two three jobs oh, just to take no. care of us she's always been my constant my closest friend but i can't allow someone in my space that doesn't consider other people's lives and feelings or have a self-awareness to see how her actions affect other people there has been a demonstrated pattern for her doing really shitty things to the people she loves, but blames her actions on them and not her actively choosing these things. Yikes. For example, I was, quote, too impatient, and she never said no specifically, but her actions did. Don't say this, but I'll... So, don't, don't, oh, don't okay. say <laughs> Any advice <laughs> would be great. Ooh, girl, and it's, it is tea, I know it is. Oh! <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> girl read that last part i started this Wait, woman it has nerve you gonna anyways, make me open the inbox please don't i mean we can't bring it up okay anyways right. any advice would be great you guys have got me through very rough times thanks kiki palmer keeps a job junior oh boy so mama has a sister who basically helped raise her as her closest friend right but i guess is incredibly uncomfortable with the idea of surgery and it sounds like came to you on some obligatory i'm the sister i can't say no type shit yeah. you know what i mean like some pride right. i have to be like the supporting person because i helped her this is my little sister blah 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 whatever and felt like she needed to do that although what it came down to is she didn't want to give you her kidney because she scared of it and could have said that saved you time saved you energy saved you you know the gaslighting and the rest of the goddamn bullshit right so i feel like my tone and my words let you know how i feel but what do you think <laughs> my issue my main issue because there's a lot going on here but the biggest problem to me is that the whole time she was bullshitting you could have got on the list and been that much closer Hello. to finding a donor. Like, yep. or you could have just moved on and, and started looking for other, like, living donors. Like, it's just the fact that she kept you in that limbo space of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. Like, what, basically for most of the year, she kept you, like, going back and forth about whether she was going to do this. And then when she started talking about, oh, going from this December to another three, two, three, four years, that's when I'm like, okay, like, clearly you don't want to do this. And I don't know why she can't just say that to you. You mentioned that she was like a mother to you because y'all's mama was single and, and worked two or three jobs. And so 
I would not be surprised if your sister had some issues around like having to mother her siblings and mm. wouldn't be shocked if she kind of felt like she had to say yes because you are her little sister, but she didn't really want to. And so she's struggling with like being able to to have boundaries or to to cut off that that mother daughter like filter that hangs over y'all's relationship or colors y'all's relationship from just being that of siblings but but regard and she may feel like you know she's sacrificed enough and she don't have to give up an organ and all of that is valid if it's true but she could have just said that like even if you feel that way even if you have complicated feelings you do still have to tell people that you love and want to have a relationship with about your fucking feelings. Yeah. I'm you not do, you still have, borrow, like, you have to communicate. I'm not asking to borrow your like <coughs> Gucci boots. Your Oculus. <laughs> like we're talking about life saving, life changing, extremely right. urgent healthcare. And so I don't even understand why you would, as my sister, play with my time like that. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of foul play going on here. And even in the confrontation, you could just say, hey, um, Mm -hmm. so I really was nervous, scared about this whole process and didn't know how to say to you, I'm sorry. Where do we go from here? But you want to play the blame game or point fingers? Why I'm assuming because you're the older sibling, almost ten years older, and you feel like what your baby sibling shouldn't say anything to you. Like move around. If you're not gonna help me, then literally there are other people that will, such as this person mm-hmm. who is, seems to be a complete stranger that lives in the city right next to you that's willing to give me his fucking kidney, and you're not like girl. Like if you and you don't have to is the thing, but you dove yourself into this your own pool of ego and weirdness and wanted to swim around and oh well I gotta you know put on my big boy I mean my big girl boots and mm-hmm. and put on my you know superwoman cape and and crest and and save the day because that's what I do but I don't want to do it so I'm going to like like and I was feel like I was just talking earlier today about people who like do things for you because they feel obligated even though like you didn't necessarily ask them to and then they guilt you through it every step of the way bitch we never had to do this i told you i didn't want you to be the one to give me your kidney listen for the, like you said no you mm-hmm. insisted you insisted right. anyway when i told you i didn't want you to do this and now i'm sitting here looking crazy yeah. and still like in pain, giving myself dialysis and whatever else comes with your condition. Yeah. And you mad at me because I'm confronting you on your bullshit. Mm-mm. There is literally nothing wrong with having this person excommunicated from your life. You can be grateful for the 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 work that they put in or the investments that they put in uh into you helping to raise you or feed you or whatever the fuck it is that your sister did for you and at the same time recognize that this is fucked up, this is wrong and you don't have to deal with it, you don't deserve it at all. Like at the very least, 
if you're not going to give me the kidney that you promised me, the organ that you promised me that could save my life, what you give me is some respect Mm -hmm. and some authenticity. And you're not even willing to give me that. Girl, move. Move. Yeah. She mentioned going home to see, and this will be the first time that she sees her sister this Christmas ever since all this happened. I will say, I don't think this was, I don't think this should have ever been a telephone conversation. Especially yeah. because the feelings are so real there. Um, and so I would say when you see her for Christmas, hopefully y'all can separate from the rest of the family. Go talk somewhere by yourselves before, you know, niggas start drinking or smoking. <laughs> uh, if if that's what y'all do for the holidays. But like, and, and you said, you know, I can apologize for losing it on the phone. Like, yeah, you can. But you can also say, you know, this is a pattern with you. Like you mentioned that she has done other things like this before where she doesn't take accountability for her actions and blames other people. So you can say it's difficult for me to feel like I can have a relationship with you when I never know if you're actually going to be responsible for the things you say and do. Like whether you're going to take responsibility for that and, you know, bringing up your whole point about how like you could have been found somebody else. Like more than anything, she wasted your time And she could have just been open with you when she started having second thoughts, saying it then and being like, don't depend on me. Like, I'm really struggling with what to do here. And so, you know, let's get you, let's find you somebody else. Like, communication could have saved all of this. So I would say that to her and see where it goes from there. But if she continues to have an attitude and to act poorly, then you have done all the fuck you can, especially considering how fucked up this is. (laughs) <laughs> how extremely fucked up it is like and you like you said like don't even say nothing unless you are 100% sure and the to play with somebody's emotions like that knowing that they're sick that's what I don't understand that's what I, I don't really get it. I don't get like I love you I'm just gonna fucking say something to you if I can't do something like it's not oh girl I thought I could give you a ride to the to the Beyonce concert but now we are gonna have to take the train like we're talking about my fucking life be serious. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's she could have said something. She could have said something. So, good luck. Uh, who's this Kiki's fetus? Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> with, uh, with that conversation over Christmas. Um, I'm going to do one more and then we'll take a break. This one is from Marina who says, My boyfriend and I have been together for four years and we are talking about marriage and planning our future. There's only one problem. My boyfriend and his older sister are extremely close and I can't stand her ass. She's miserable and deeply unhappy in her own relationship. So she constantly calls my boyfriend to vent or to just come sit and stew with her. My boyfriend has said that her negative attitude has a negative effect on him and his mood, but he also refuses to put boundaries in place with her. He will drop anything and everything to support her, including whatever plans we have. I get wanting to be there for your sister, but she has been toxic for many years now and won't change her behavior. He knows I don't like her, but he said it's important to him that we get along. I don't know how I can get along with somebody who uses her brother, doesn't care about interfering in his life or relationship, and wants him to sit and be unhappy along with her. I'm always cordial when I see her, but I don't see us ever being friends. I'm also adamant that he needs to enact some boundaries with her. Can this relationship last if I will never like his sister? Thanks for your help, Marina. I mean, Marina, here's the thing. I would break up with this nigga and (laughs) I would do it. (laughs) 
I'm shocked it took us this long to get to a breakup with him. <laughs> yeah. I would break up with this nigga because <laughs> being that influenced over your sister or any family member or whatever in itself is going to be unattractive. But I'm never going to expect you to choose your family over me or shift the, the energy of the family that you've had prior to me. Like, I'm not going to expect any of that to move and shift and shake because I don't like this miserable person. And if the person that you're with does nothing to really change those things and rests on the well i just i want y'all to get along okay well then do something about it like i mean like because you know taking your word for it i'm fine your sister's miserable and wants you to be single and hates me and blah, blah 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 like you simply saying i want you guys to get along is not going to help us to do that and you are the like the glue you're the 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 mediator you're the middle part so if anybody is going to have to like help to bridge the gap here it's going to be you and it's not going to be with you just sitting on your ass and making excuses so it doesn't really sound like this nigga plans on doing anything besides being his sister's boyfriend and that's none of your business and I wouldn't expect mm. for him to change just because you don't like it. But that's me. Yeah. I <laughs> I agree that it's time to well, I don't I won't say it's time to break up with him, but I feel like it's not a bad idea because you can't really you said that you're adamant that he needs to put boundaries in place, but you can't you can't make a person have boundaries with somebody else. The only boundaries you have control over are yours. And he's told you he's not going to put boundaries in place with his sister, that if she calls, he's going over there. So now you have to ask yourself, am I still willing to put up with this? He's told you what he's going to do. So you are either in a position now where you decide that this is acceptable or it isn't. Mm -hmm. As for me, it's going to be a chop. (laughs) I'm not anybody who refuses to like do any self-reflection or any work on themselves and just insist on bringing everybody else down around them. I'm just, I'm not going to be a part of that. So for me, it would be a signal to leave this relationship, but maybe you feel like, uh, and you can say to him, like, I'm never going to get along with your sister. If you feel like you can tolerate his relationship with her, or you can be cordial when y'all see each other or whatever, and that's good enough. The relationship is worth that to you. Then you can say, I will accept your fucked up relationship with your sister, but I won't be cool with her. And so now you can decide if that's going to work for you because you can't demand that we get along and then also continue to have this strange dynamic with her where you're just whatever she says you do. So, yes, (laughs) I fully agree. I think that's a great point, too. And it's given like because there are plenty of people who are with motherfuckers for life and can't stand their family. And, you know, once again, there's probably a pool of people who would raise their hand and say, me, and maybe you can find some help there. Um, You know, there's a whole, whatchamacallit on our Patreon. What's that shit called? Discord. (laughs) And so you can, like, 
I would say if to Crystal's point, you could also go to your boyfriend and be like, look, I don't like her. She don't like me. <laughs> I ain't never gonna like her. And that's that. And so how do you how does that make you feel? You wanna stick this out and just have us be because I can be cordial. I'm cordial. I don't spit at her feet every time I see the bitch. So I don't understand, you know, like at, at this point, it is what it is. What mm-hmm. I need you to do is the same way that I don't let her toxicity and her stinking miserable ass affect me and my attitude and my okay. relationship with you. I need you to do the same thing for me. In one ear, right out the other, whenever she starts talking about me, you and our relationship or anything like that. If she wants to talk about why she hates the government, if she wants to talk about why she doesn't want to go get a root canal, if she wants to talk about why her shoes hurt, then you can be all ears. The moment she starts talking about your love life and me and you and all that other stuff, I'm going to need you to respect me. Exactly. And let him decide if he is capable of doing that. Then it's time to go, girl. Can the relationship last? Really don't know. But if I had to guess, I'd say no. <laughs> I'd, I'd venture to If I had no. to guess, I would say you niggas are heading. To, uh, maybe, you know, push it out through Christmas so you can get your presents. But, y'all, uh, I, I don't see y'all lasting too much longer. Sorry to tell you. But good luck with the conversation. Let us know how it goes. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And then we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. And it is now time for some more listener letters. I am going to do uh let's see, I want to do like a I feel like I picked another silly one. Okay doke. Okay, this comes from Alexis. Alexis says, Hey Crystal. <laughs> hey Crystal Kifiri. I know we had to course correct Gina Rodriguez. Uh, away from the cookout but I really liked Jane the Virgin I was listening to a song that made me recall the scene when Jane and Raphael finally get together and I remember thinking oh my god finally it was one of those moments for me you know my question is what's a TV show that gave you that oh my god finally moment and what happened huge fan of the show you guys are amazing thanks Alexis from my iPhone Okay, what are we doing? What is that? (laughs) What is the TV show that gave you an OMG finally moment? Like something. For instance, I'll go, I'll I'll give you an example for me. Because I never watched Jane, I tried to watch Jane the Virgin, I didn't like it. I didn't try, because (laughs) for what? But respect to you for enjoying what you enjoy. Yeah, that's that's nice for you. Yeah, they did. Um, For example... Watching um, Joffrey Baratheon slowly bleed. Oh out. yes! Now, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what Finally, a moment most pleasing so to me yeah. <laughs> in yeah. my fucking career. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, you know, and we were we were really robbed of the Cersei murder that we deserved. Mm. So. Mm. Mm. That's a really good one. I'm trying to think. I guess. Mm. Also, when Fitz and Gemma got together on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Beautifully written love story. When Ramsey Bolton died on uh, Game of Thrones, that was also very good. Great. Um, that was a great one. When Laura Winslow Lots and Stefan Urkel finally got together. 
Really? That that meant a lot to me. I was one of them dumbass children who really thought Stefan was way finer than Steve. Like, I mean, I was always just I was just like Laura. Everyone that was, <laughs> was blown that was away. The, the thing, but he, was Stefan was, but fine. he really wasn't. Like, it was just Steve without the glasses. It wasn't. But it was also like, oh, he's suave and like he. He right. It was like, oh, yeah, he has, you know, swagger now. But yeah, no, but I like I actually I don't know. I just in hindsight, I look at that like, girl, how easily were you fooled? <laughs> but I remember yeah. I get, I got caught up in a lot of sitcom drama. I'm trying to think of more recent shows, but I'm thinking of like stuff from childhood, like when The Simpsons did the Who Aired Mr. Burns and we finally mm. found out who shot Mr. Burns episode mm. that was yeah that had had a lot of build up because they had been teasing it for a long time and this was before the internet so again you were either there or you weren't but hmm what else maybe when Issa and uh, Lawrence got back together I I was never for that the rest of y'all were overjoyed I was puking <laughs> I mean, I never wanted I it about Lawrence, but I knew that they were like it was like they were yeah like uh, of course <laughs> I did not like it I wanted them, it I wanted them to like stay separate together yeah I mean that's the power of of the storytelling because y'all wanted that to happen bad but I did not I hate Lawrence I'm telling for the moment that he was on that plane and it got to shaking I was like. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> Now's the time. Maybe oh, we can do it. You know what I'm waiting uh-huh. on right now, though, in a current show for Gregory and Janine to realize they have a thing on um, Abbott Elementary. So I think they real they just need to do something about it. No, they're still like playing around it though, and like pretending to date other people. Like he be dating students, mamas, or whatever. And, like I'm, I'm ready for the point where they. He just says something to her, or she just says something to him. Like I'm a, I'm done it's bullshitting. Such an early like they gotta I know. make a sweat. I know it's only season two, but when it happens, oh, it's gonna be so satisfying. I know it, it will be, and they can continue to fuck with me together. Yeah, yeah. please keep fucking with me because I really I love like it. I hate in sitcoms when it's like, oh, they get together and then they break up. And it's like, you have a whole arc where it's just like, oh, no, they're not together anymore. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, oh, because then you like break up with them and then you have to hope that they're going to get back together. Which is why, low key, I loved the story of um, April and Andy on Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Because they're so, they were so, so different and you would have expected that they would have broken up. But they yeah. were just intensely in love. I think that they broke up maybe like once for an episode. Maybe? Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't even that they broke up as much maybe. as they were just like mad at each other or something. Yeah, but, but they like April and Andy were like so, literally so madly <laughs> in love. They were. It was bizarre, but. But it worked. Um, it worked. I believed yeah, in them. Yeah, it was like, I love that they never really gave us moments to, to like, worry about them be breaking up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because every time you saw them, they were, like, making out in the middle of Congress or something. Right. And that's why I don't mind Quentin and them. Y'all can 
y'all can keep the suspense going as long as you want to because I'm enjoying the ride. I just know yeah, it's pretty great. that when y'all tell us we're going to be very, it's going to be a, a moment. So, okay, fun. Thank you. And he's all tall and she's all not. And they're all cute. Well, <laughs> I think he just looks that much taller because Quinta is like 14. Well, maybe. <laughs> Bless see. Tyler. Because I think, what is he, 5'10", maybe? <laughs> well, cause, so when you think of it like that. I mean, he's still taller than me. I mean, me too, by a lot. I'm but just yeah, saying, so like, he looks like an NBA player next to the rest of that cast, especially Quincy. So, yeah. See, you Google people's height, then Google tells you all kinds, of all stuff, kind of so shit. I don't know. But regardless, this says he's five eight and a half, which is not tall. That's my height, <laughs> but it's still you know ten inches taller than her. So yeah. So, yeah, so just something to keep in mind. But I am yeah excited for that for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Shall we okay. move on? I have a letter here from Keisha who says, I have been friends with one of my closest friends for almost 10 years. In college, we lived together and did everything together. I knew her family and she knew mine. So I consider her my best friend. She would always say that when she had a child, she would make me the godmother and I would do the same. Well, flash forward and it happened. She was pregnant with her first kid and reminded me of my godmom status. I take that role very seriously. And so I co-planned her baby shower with her sister, spending all kind of money that I knew I didn't have. There were a lot of stressful days and nights dealing with her indecisiveness and back and forth regarding the shower. I was her makeup artist, too. And she was an hour late getting to me, which made her an hour late to her own damn shower. I ran errands with and without her, did a bunch of online research, everything. I explain all this to say that I put in work as a godmother because I knew how important this all was to her. Recently, she came over and brought a gift for me from the baby. It was a coffee mug with an what? egg. <laughs> you know, people be like, oh, such and such got you. Mom, yeah, yeah. Daquan got you something for Christmas. So it was a coffee mug with an image of the baby on one side. And, on, and then on the other, it said godmother and had all these beautiful words about what a godmother means to a child like spiritual guide role model and then at the end it said love you god mom it means nothing to a child I mean, <laughs> everything to you literally but... <laughs> yeah it said love you god mom but the name signed was rachel and not keisha what <laughs> right i looked at my friend and asked her why it said rachel and she was like oh my god they messed up the cups i brought the wrong one over here I was trying not to get mad because her mother and my mother were there and looking confused. So I quickly brushed it off because I didn't want to get an attitude in front of her mom. Later that evening, I told her that I didn't know her baby had two godmothers. And she told this story about how she decided to do that because the baby didn't have a godfather. But that's not true because a week after he was born, I met the baby's godfather via FaceTime. So again, I'm confused. Then why are you lying? The only thing I can think of is that Rachel is that she and Rachel have known each other for years. They grew up together and have been friends way longer than we have been friends. That's her oh. longest friendship. And maybe Rachel okay. got mad that I was a godmother. So my friend made her a second godmother to make her happy. My okay, so. issue. <laughs> my issue with this two godmother thing is I have put in all the work. If Rachel was a oh, godmother. Oh, Keisha. If Rachel was a godmother, why wasn't she helping me and her sister financially plan for the shower and the gender reveal party? 
Why wasn't she around during the present pregnancy? Keisha, be for real. Why wasn't she more involved? Am I wrong to be this angry? Should I say yes. something or let it go? <laughs> I really need y'all's advice on this. Thanks for reading. Hope to hear back. You two bring me so much joy <laughs> and are a part of my mental wellness toolkit. Thanks. Not today. Keisha, not today. <laughs> Keisha, you're not the baby's fucking Patronus. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine like it's okay this, like, what is the problem <laughs> like who cares i don't understand like oh i what think, yeah. you're one of those friends that like is like like you say best friend every time you talk to them like every time like ev- in after every sentence referencing <laughs> them you're one of those friends that like at this at the hip like going every trip together like you're one of those like die hard like a title like i take it to the like you're like bridesmaid that cusses out all like i'm not bridesmaid you're the maid of honor that cusses everybody out like you're like it's giving like intense yeah it is because i don't understand like here's the thing right the title of godparent can be whatever the big has all kinds of titles to which honestly if you really get down to the meat and potatoes of it today it's just like really it's if you die and there ain't no next kin i come to you right i mean and that's that's just what some people consider a godparent to be and even if you do feel that way something like, like that oh, you would still spiritual. have to put in your fucking trust like you have to put that in your will that's not you know that's not like a legal designation or anything it's that's why my first thought was you should have asked her what she meant by godparent because I know a lot of people do think, you know, godmother, the responsibility is to help pay for the baby shower. But I was taught that the God when I was a kid, godparent was the one who was supposed to, like, help to spiritually guide you. As yes, I was said in the letter. exactly. Yeah. Um. So it's like if that's the case, you would want to be building a relationship with the child and helping to be a part of the village that is just nurturing and helping to like uplift Mm -hmm. this child. Like, I don't understand what, because she gave her friend that she's been friends with for longer than you, a vanity godmother title. You're tight. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like who the fuck cares? I don't continue to be good to this child and good to your friend. And that's it. You gonna beef with her other homegirl because she a godmama to the baby too. Like, so the baby got multiple people that care about it <laughs> and like <laughs> and are in its life yeah. for a good like. And you're upset. Like, beef, beef for real, Keisha. This is silly. Yeah. Like, I get that you're. I I get like the petty nature of of you being upset here, but it is petty. It, especially because nobody, it sounds like you took it upon yourself to co-plan the shower with her sister and to beautiful and to spend money that you knew you didn't have. Like, it doesn't sound like anybody asked you to do that. Lovely. So I think, you know, maybe you and honestly, these days, if somebody tells me that they want me to be a godparent to me, that just is more of like I just. More like, you know, I want you to know how much we trust you and love you and you're like a part of our family and we want you to be a part of this child's life. I'm not taking it as like, you know, God, mama, gang, gang. Like, (laughs) it's more like, you know, it's like being an auntie, really. To me, it's like 
we know we just trust you as far as like being a part of this child's life. That's all that's really saying to me. I don't see anything wrong with a child having multiple godparents of any gender. I feel like it's perfectly fine. And if you don't want to spend money, you don't. You don't have to do that. So I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't say you're wrong for your feelings, but I think maybe you made some assumptions that... And you could have avoided all this if you had simply asked her then, what do you mean by that? So, like, so, so to, you know, just to make sure everybody is on the same page about it, especially before doing something that it sounds like you didn't. I don't know, like you only did it because you thought that you were getting some exclusive title. And if you had known there were multiple godparents, you wouldn't have done all that. And you knew there was a god dad. But for some reason, you're upset that there's another god mom. Yeah, girl, I'm sorry. I think... It's not mathing. I think this is kind of petty. Sorry. And even in its pettiness, like, my whole thing wouldn't even be like, oh, she's a godmom, too. My get back would be like, well, I'm gonna make sure this child liked me more than she liked Rachel. Right. (laughs) Or he or they, I don't know. I don't remember. That's just your, you know, your fake godmama. You know who your real godmama is. You know, like, I probably not say that directly to a child but yeah no obviously not i mean the kids love coming over here to hang out with auntie crystal because they already know it's games it's snacks we're going outside we're doing fun shit we, we breaking shit <laughs> we're going outside we're, we're we're shooting fake youtube videos on the ipad like we're yeah. we're getting robux like we're gonna have fun when you come over here like so, sorry, girl. I wish I could be on your side here, but I'm just, just I'm not, I'm, so I'm not seeing it. Sorry, babe. Good luck. <laughs> All righty. This one. Let me see if you have a fake name. Yes. Your fake name is Lorraine. Okay. It says, Dear Crystal and Kid Fury, my name is Lorraine. I'm 22 years old. And it shows, honey, let me tell you. I read this one. Okay. My mom's a therapist, and my friends have often come to me asking for a referral to receive treatment from her. I usually don't mind this as I love helping my friends out. And it's rare to find a black woman therapist in my town. After I give my friends my mom's contact information, we never discuss it to ensure my mom's reputation is safe, etc. I've never had a problem with this. Last year, my friend, Quadir, fake name who I was very close to at the time, asked to see my mom for treatment. I sent him her number without hesitation. Quad has a history of flirting with me. I want to let you know that they then said another name directly after this and then continued to use that name. So Uh-oh, forgot I'm assuming the fake that name. you forgot that you, <laughs> this person has a fake name. I'm hoping that <laughs> what I said is the right fake name. Okay. Cordier had a history of flirting with me, and back in 2019, he came on to me pretty strong. I asked him what his intentions were, and he got defensive and wondered why friends can't cuddle. I told him that cuddling meant something very different to me, especially when it is one-on-one in my bedroom. He said he understood and assured me he would respect my boundaries in the future. I've always been attracted to this guy, so it was important for me to be very direct about the situation to protect my feelings. Once the pandemic hit, I ended up moving back home, so it didn't seem as much. Our relationship was good at this point as we texted and FaceTimed often, but everything felt felt very platonic. I even supported him in sorting out some of his relationship and family issues. 
I moved back to school in June and we began to hang out in person a lot more. A few weeks after I moved back, we went on vacation to Mexico with about 17 of our friends. Wow. God damn. Before the trip, he asked me to go get Manny Petties with him. And while we were at the nail salon, the the nail lady asked if it was date night. He acted like he didn't hear her, but I responded (laughs) and said, no, we are just friends. I'm used to getting comments about us being in a relationship and friends thinking we should be together, but I always blow it off because I know where he's at with everything and he doesn't see us this way. Once we got to Mexico, things got weird. The trip was about 70% couples, and I think he was feeling lonely. I've always been one of his main emotional supporters, and it was amplified on this trip. Every time we were together with the group, he would always pair up with me. We would eat together, take walks on the beach, and he would always gravitate towards me during group activities. He he was also very touchy when we were in the pool together. I was definitely closer to more people than he was on the trip, but he also had friends there, so it was weird that I was the only one he wanted to hang out with. One day when we were at the pool, a man came to ask us if we wanted to schedule massages. We had talked about getting massages during the trip, so it was interesting. I knew he was interested, but I didn't think he would ask to get a couple massages. That night after dinner, we took a walk to the beach and talked for a few hours. Well. And made it clear <laughs> to him that it seemed like he was flirting a little more than usual. I also brought up the fact that a couple massage probably wasn't a good idea as we weren't a couple. He agreed and said, quote, you right, no rose petals or anything. And I added that, we'll, that we needed to request separate rooms. The next day came. It was time to get our massages. When the masseuse came, took us back. Of course, there was only one room. I looked at him and said, we should get some rooms, right? At this point, my attraction to him was very strong. We'd been together the whole trip, and this was the perfect time to have an intimate moment where something could potentially happen between us. His response was, it was uh, it's up to you. At that moment, I really wanted to be in the room with him and have wild, nasty sex before the masseuse came in, but I knew I had to stick to my boundaries. So I said, yes, separate rooms, please. That night, we all went out to a club and there was a man on the strip passing out flowers. I said, hey, quad, give me some flowers. This nigga turned around, looked me dead in the eye and said, I'm not your fucking boyfriend. Why would I get you fucking flowers? (laughs) Wow. At this moment, I was in utter shock, but I pulled back as I realized that he's crazy and that I did not need to speak to him or be around him for the rest of the trip. I ended up having a great rest of my time in Mexico, and he ended up apologizing, but I still have a lot of feelings about the situation. My question is, remember that his mama was a part of this? Yeah, her mama. mama Her mama was part of this? Right. My question is, if your mom was your friend slash crush's therapist, how would you deal with talking (laughs) to her about your issues since you most... since? you would most likely run into problems with patient-doctor confidentiality. I tell my mom everything, and it has been really hard not talking to her about what happened on that trip. I love you both so much, and I appreciate the space you've created. Thanks, Lorraine. (laughs) Wow. So Lorraine has a friend who she also has a big sexual crush on who very clearly has... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like similar attraction and feelings. They, for whatever reason, set these boundaries between each other where she was very clear, you know, friends can't cuddle. She put these things in place because she's attracted to him. And she wants to be clear. Right. Not to blur lines. Mm-hmm. But but she also wants to fuck him and for him to buy her flowers. 
This it right. It's not And now the young man is in therapy because clearly <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, where do we the, start? His therapist happens to be her mama. And she wants to talk to her mama as she does about everything. Uh <laughs> I don't see how I'm not a I'm not a therapist, so I don't know. But I don't see how you can't talk to your mom about this. Yeah. Actually, my question is why your mother is recruiting for clients amongst your friends. That I had that f- question initially too. That now I haven't, you know, read the the ethics guide in a while, but something about that don't really feel right to me. I mean, it don't sound like she's recruiting as much as like they know that her mom is a black woman and a therapist and they be looking for therapists. And so they're like, oh, let me get your mom. But oh, I would okay. Honestly, I thought the mother was asking the daughter for no, referrals. No, it sounds okay. like she's saying her okay. friends ask. All right. I was about to say, your mama is... <laughs> Uh, mm, okay, well, I would say let your mama worry about doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah. That's that's not your thing to worry let about. Let her say no. Yeah. But also, right. like, I mean, she's still your mother. I I still don't know how I feel about your mother n- knowingly being the therapist for your friends. I still don't. Yeah. I don't really know it's how I feel about education. that. <laughs> This that's a I'm gonna write that down and bring that up with <laughs> with some of my grad student <laughs> friends in the you group want chat. Sex education? No, but everybody keeps telling me to. So good. Y'all gonna have to wait till I have less, you know, <laughs> other therapy education to yeah. do. I don't really Actual have education. Like, yeah. I don't really have the time for the entertainment version of this, but maybe over the winter. But yeah, I don't really know how I feel about that. That to me is a little iffy, but um, it's your it's your mother's job to to handle confidentiality between you and her clients, and yeah. so go ahead and talk to her about it. You said you tell her everything, right? Like you can go ahead and continue to do that, and you can tell her what's going on. Now, w- what she does with that information from there again, ethically, I'm really trying to figure out why your mom would do this, but. Let her worry about that part of things. <laughs> right. If I were you, my focus would be more on the whole dynamic between the two of y'all and what happened in Mexico. Because it sounds like at first you were like, you know. I mean, he cussed her out. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the top of the letter, it was like, you know, oh, the attraction has always been there, but. <sighs> It was also like, you know, you never really wanted to draw that line between them. It was like you wanted the lines to be blurred because you wanted to fuck him so bad. But then you also wanted to, you know, pretend like these feelings weren't there and y'all not this and y'all not that. The nigga trying to cuddle and, you know, trying to do base shit on this trip. And you not with none of it. Like you shot it all down. You insisted on separate rooms. For the couple's massage and everything. So to me, it just kind of, it feels like you got to shit or get off the pot. Like, which one is it? Hello, uh, mama. <laughs> which, if you, if what I, are you doing? if I try to book a couple's massage and then you come to me like, yeah, we should probably do separate rooms though, since we're not a couple. And then the next night you like, hey, buy me some flowers. <laughs> Bitch, are you crazy? Dalisha. 
<laughs> like, what type of time are you exactly on? I'm so confused because yeah. it's like, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we're friends. And I don't want to ruin the friendship. But you also have a crush on this person. Yeah. You've been attracted to him. And he's been flirting with you and you every time. Like, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't understand. Like, you want to cuddle with him. He wants to cuddle with you. But you be like, nah. You yeah. want to have massages together. Right. Because you're attracted to one another and you want to do it in the same room. And you want to fuck him, in fact, before the masseuse even gets there. And he's like, it's up to you. And you're like, nah. <laughs> and then you're like, buy me some flowers. You're crazy. You're <laughs> insane. Like, you like... You, sweetie, life don't work like that. It can't it don't. be both. And now you're talking about um, patient Dr. Coffee. So I was fully pulled away from the the mom is the therapist part of it. Yeah, until the very the end. Middle chunk. There was so much going on. I forgot about your that Mexican trip drama. <laughs> that I also felt like, and maybe at some point your mom <laughs> needs to be like, I can't therapize your right. friends, sweetie. Or I can maybe give them some great referrals. I don't know if she knows any other black therapists right, right. or what. But it's probably not a good idea for her to keep taking this, your this friends on This is what I'm clients. saying. I really want to talk with some other student therapists about this because it feels very... I, it's, it's a line I would not cross. I would never do this. So I'm not understanding your mother's justification there. But, <laughs> but you have... You have a, a bigger issue here, I think. You and do. I want to assume that he's not in there talking about you or y'all's relationship because I feel like that would be just as weird and awkward mm-hmm. um, as you thinking whatever you think. Pro- actually, way less because that's your mama. You can talk to your mama about whatever the fuck yeah. you want to. So I don't see, again, I think to Chris's point, I would talk to my mom yeah and if it's if it comes to a point where she's like i can't talk to you about this then let her say that but i don't know what of the things you've mentioned here what you couldn't talk to her about but yeah but when you do talk to her when you do talk to her bring up the fact that you hesitated because she is a therapist for this person so because that is really something she should be keeping in mind. <laughs> I just don't. I'm really. Conf- I would love to hear your mother's side of this, but um, whoo, girl. I but you said he was crazy, and you you wasn't gonna talk to him no more. Like he didn't have to be like, I'm not your fucking boyfriend. Why would I buy you some? Yeah, he had to drag. He didn't have you. to. Because <laughs> that was that was it was aggressive. That was. <laughs> That was harsh, but I understand the sentiment. I I definitely would have gave you, oh, I only buy flowers for people I'm in a relationship with. I definitely would have gave you that. He was tired. He's sick of you. <laughs> he is sick of you. It sounds like the vibe is one Maybe thing. Maybe he is talking to your mama about you. <laughs> and again, oh, oh, okay. Anyway, I'm going to move on from that letter. I just, there's so much to explore there, but... Okay. Girl, good luck uh, talking to your mama. I have a letter here from Cinnamon who says, I'm a 24-year-old black woman currently living in South Carolina with my husband, our almost two-year-old son, and our two dogs in a tiny-ass two-bedroom apartment. My husband is a drill instructor in the Marine in the Marines, so he works 20-hour days. Jeez. And I'm a stay-at-home mother who teaches private lessons. The birth of like my... you single mother. 
Okay, because 20 hour days? 20 hours? That must include the commute or something. Please say psych, but. Like, what? You when know, do you sleep? Right. I mean, I guess military niggas are trained to not need that much sleep, but I couldn't. That sounds. Maybe he works like three days and then gets four days off or something. Anyway. I don't know. Cinnamon says. I know y'all are going to tell us. The birth of my son was super traumatic and I had an experience where I thought I was fighting for my life. And then I gave up. Waking up from anesthesia with the realization that I gave up on life was hard for me and is part of the reason that I have PTSD from that experience. All of this, plus the fact that we have an awesome kid and our lives right now don't have space for another one, have made me realize that the only place you'll ever see me pregnant again is in hell. So I talked (laughs) with the doctor. (laughs) so i talked with the doctor about getting my tubes tied and he was super accommodating and put in a consultation for me and said he would get a second opinion if they said no however when i excitedly relayed this news to my mother she all but called me a selfish bitch she questioned the doctor's credentials asked if i wanted more oh all but i'm sorry (laughs) she didn't actually say that yes yes (laughs) tried to weaponize my husband against me and criticized my choice of adoption for an older kid or teenager if we really wanted more kids, which is something I've always wanted to do anyway. It's taken everything in me not to pop off on her and tell her that my husband supports my decision and is excited for me because unlike her, I married a man who values and respects me. Because that's not a nice thing to say. However, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm tired of brushing this off because it really hurts my feelings that I stopped being her daughter and just became a walking baby factory to her. How would y'all address this in a way that doesn't ruin my relationship with my mom? Thanks for reading. Love, Cinnamon. I don't know. Um, my mom is a mom and she's very mommy, <laughs> but she's surprisingly good at at boundaries and minding her own business. I think my dad kind of helps because she tells me that he tells her to mind her business. <laughs> um, in nice ways. In a nice Yeah, um, over there telling her to simmer down. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, parents like have to understand that like when you become an adult it's not like post parental vacation slash child slavery right you know like i, do. I don't <laughs> owe you my life my respect my Mm -hmm. dignity all that simply because you fed and clothed me and sent me to school come close (laughs) come close okay i'm scooting you're supposed to do that you are yeah it's your job so girl like um, you made the decision that you made. I think that you're probably going to have to sit your mom down and in the most respectful way, let her know that you aren't being selfish. 
Um, you're doing what is best for you mentally, spiritually, Amen. emotionally, and physically. Amen. And she doesn't have to agree with it, but she has to respect it because it's your body and it's not hers. And if she doesn't, then that's going to drastically affect your relationship, mm-hmm. which you don't want, but would be out of your control. I don't know any other, like, I don't know a nicer, more respectful way to say that as an adult. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Like, I sit up here and uh, th- as long as we've been doing this ancient ass podcast, I have talked to you motherfuckers about how pregnancy and the effects of it <laughs> blow my mind to absolute shit shit pieces <laughs> and even today I saw someone tweet some shit about how someone said that they are pregnant and their teeth just started falling out ah! you're b- like oh yeah the baby robs you it will take what it needs in order to build its skeleton it is a vampire it is that just sucks Damn, the life your out teeth, of you though. from the inside out and then it cracks you in half you don't grow and you, new and you shit <laughs> and you shit and Involuntarily shit. shitting. Yep. Just shitting. <laughs> like, girl. Mm-mm. No. And you know that because you had me. And you want me, like, girl, I'm yeah. done. I'm done. I've done what I needed to do. And then on top of that, to criticize my desire to adopt. Yeah, that's ugly. It's like, girl, what you need to do is find some business. And I don't know how to communicate that part because that's mm-hmm. less respectful. And so you probably don't need to say it. But your mom, sh- mama needs to find some business. Like, for real. I don't even know if she needs to go down to a daycare or someplace where she can, um, like, volunteer. Mm-hmm. She loves babies that damn much. Right. But you ain't giving her no more. And, and if your husband is okay with it. all right. <laughs> Like, girl. You're 24 years old, which is young. And so I could understand if she was like, you know, maybe you could look into something that's less permanent. It's still your decision. And you could still be like, no, I've decided that, you know, cutting these hoes and burning them is what I want to do. And and she's just going to have to accept that. That's the thing. It is your body. It is literally your decision. And if you end up regretting it, it's your regret to have. It's not hers. She's not entitled to more babies from you. You don't have to give her children. Children? Human lives? Human lives. Y'all play around too damn much when it comes to raising these kids as it fucking is. You know what You know what Mima needs for Christmas? <laughs> a gigapay. <laughs> You need to buy grandma a Pokemon Scarlet. Get her a Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Get her Dreamlight Valley. They just added Toy Story. And and Tetris. Because she needs to occupy her time. Yeah. Find something to do. Dreamlight Valley, you can farm. It's so fun. You can uh, fish. Yep. Mine. And they just released Buzz Lightyear and Woody. They just came out mm. today. This new character is yeah. being added all Christmas the time. Christmas dresses. It's just all mm. kinds of fun tasks to do. She could go back to school. She could pick up all <laughs> kinds of hobbies. Like, there's just so much to do. You don't owe your mother. The world is her oyster. No. 
You didn't owe her one grandchild, much less anymore. And so all I'll say, I completely agree with everything you said. I'll just say that there is no way to address it that will guarantee you don't ruin your relationship with her because that's really up to her. Preach. If she's going to be mad enough to not speak to you no more because you said I'm not having any more kids, then you just need to accept that statement as being fucking ridiculous and let your mama be ridiculous in that. <laughs> like... You're just going to have to be mad because that is... You don't get to be... You don't get to have the, those stronger feelings about what I do with my reproductive system. Here at The Read, we believe parents can get dragged. Too. Absolutely, they can. And frequently, they deserve. <laughs> I'll just be damned. <laughs> I'll just be damned. I don't have this issue with my mother. <laughs> right. My parents actually are pretty chill. But I'm much older than you are. And at this point, my mama already knows that what I say about my life goes. Yeah, maybe the mama also needs a little time. Yeah. So maybe she, even though you're married. 24 is young. You, you're married with a baby, but 24 is young. So maybe she does need a little more. And my mama has trouble letting go of Adam, even though he is 25. She has trouble letting Adam be a 25-year-old young man who has his own apartment and a job. Like, he don't text her back in 30 minutes and she start having a fucking nervous breakdown. Like, girl, let that young man be a young man. Like, you're growing up. (laughs) You would think the marriage and the baby would have shown her that, but... I don't want that stress. You're allowed to say what you want for your own life and that should be respected. If your I husband just go to Barcelona and get fucked up, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like I don't want to worry about this. I I really the responsibility. I think I'm good. the The longer I go without having kids, the more I really am just very satisfied being auntie. Really, this really team. am. <laughs> I feel like if the universe wants me to raise a child, then they will give me one. But I'm not seeking them niggas out. <laughs> Well, I went to Jade's house for for my birthday. Yes, Thanksgiving. yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said no. What game do you want? Jade said, "Wait a minute, what you doing?" <laughs> and I told her I'm buying the child Minecraft. And like, Jade, uh, is, when Jade, she asked me if it's got killing like Call of Duty and stuff right. like that. I said Minecraft is fine. She thought Minecraft and Call of Duty were on the same and level. And Tristan was like, he, she needs to be sure that she can handle other things before that. And I said, oh, Noah, really? That's what we're giving? Don't have me come up in Work. here regretting buying the things. That's the position to be yes, in, Yes, it's fun. Because I don't have to discipline them. That's right. But if they need disciplining, I don't. I give no gifts. <laughs> And that's then you get no present. That is also fine. <laughs> like that's also fine. That like, means I get to save money. Amy will buy it, but your parents can also be like, "No, she can't have it." No, so, you, you may not have it, and then that's that. Like, and I and you know what? I'm not the one raising your black ass day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna really argue with them about that. <laughs> I won't do it. If they said, "I'm gonna drink my wine," she has trouble getting her chores done during the week, so she can't have Minecraft until she's washing the dishes every Tuesday and Thursday like she's supposed to, then guess Uh-oh. what, girl? You're just going to have to... You. You're just going to have to start washing them fucking... I suggest you get in there and bust them damn sides. Yeah, I suggest <laughs> you craft some dove. <laughs> you better get in there and craft that homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better mind them, them damn dishes. 
out of that sink. <laughs> okay. Mind that damn cat food. Make sure you clean it up exactly. after yourself. <laughs> Coming to me about some Minecraft. You got mind shit to do around this house. So I'm just saying, it's a, auntie is a fun place to be. And this is, cinnamon is already a mother. So you, uh, I'm not sure why we made it about us, but. Yeah. But yeah, girl, uh, good luck talking to your mother and standing your ground. And, <clears throat> and you do whatever feels right to whatever. you. Whatever. Talk to your doctor what? about what will work for you. And you can even talk to your mama, but know that the ultimate decision is yours. And she can fuck off yeah. if she don't like it. That's that. Woo. All right. Let's take another break and then we'll finish the show. We're back, folks. And we're going to wrap things up now with just a few more That's letters. right. All right. My turn. Oof, this one is a mess. Or a Matess. It comes from Matessa. Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad at you for that. <laughs> I'm mad at myself. Matessa. Matessa says, howdy, y'all. I could really use some advice. I'm a 28-year-old Black woman from New York. I was adopted when I was five weeks old. And my adopted mom always let me know since I was young that I was adopted. And then I had two older sisters named Brittany and Essence, and that they lived in South Carolina, another South Carolina. For years, my adopted mom told me that I should t- try to find my birth sisters and get to know them. Finally, about three months ago, I found my oldest sister, Essence, on Ancestry, which I had forgotten all about. Oh, yeah. About a month later, I reached out to her wife on Facebook and finally got in contact with my sister. We both were so excited to finally find each other. And when I asked if she knew where our sister Brittany was, she said that they grew up in the same house together. I was so happy because I thought to myself, now I won't have to go on a separate journey to find my other sister. The thrill quickly ended since I learned that my sister Brittany has no idea that she was adopted or that she has another sister. I've been trying not to hold it against their adopted parents for not telling her that she was adopted, but I want to get to know my sister. I know that no matter how she finds out, it may be hard for her to handle, but a part of me wants to just tell her myself. I'm trying to be respectful respectful of my oldest sister since she said she will tell her, but she wants to tell her in person. But my patience is starting to run thin. Time is something that gives me anxiety, and I've been waiting my whole life for this moment, so to have to continue to wait because everyone is afraid of how she's going to react is a little annoying. Thanks for the help, Matessa. Oh, wow. Right? So, Matessa is the youngest of three sisters um, who were adopted, and her older sisters uh, were raised in the same house together, but... Her sister that she hasn't met doesn't know that she's adopted yet and hasn't been told. That's what I'm trying to understand is why one sister knows that she's adopted, that they're adopted and the other one doesn't, but they grew up in the same house. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, that's not really making a lot of sense to me. Maybe the oldest sister Um, is way older. I'm assuming that maybe the oldest sister they did tell and maybe they haven't told the youngest sister. Yeah, maybe the youngest one is too young to remember being adopted, and maybe the older one was. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so okay. So so she's trying to be patient and let everybody else tell Brittany about the adoption. Mm-hmm. But is losing patience and just wants to say something so she can get to know her sister. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, girl, I mean, I mean it feels rough. Yeah, this is rough because that's valid. But also, if your other sister said, "Let me tell her in person," I really think you should respect that. Me too. I do. Me too. I get your feelings here that you're anxious and you want this connection, but she doesn't even know she's adopted, much less that you exist. <laughs> so this is not this is not a FaceTime conversation. <laughs> yeah. There there are some things that, you know, we really should wait and do in person and have them be done as as carefully and considerately and lovingly as possible. So if your sister said, you know, Essence said, give me a, a minute, I'll tell her over Christmas or whatever, I need to do this in person, then yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't have the experience of being adopted. Maybe people who are adopted can chime in and and let you know, use the hashtag or something. But yeah, I, I kind of think you got to let the older sister take the reins here and, and be around yeah. when when Brittany is ready to talk to her. Because you're the youngest, but she she's the one with the big storm coming. <laughs> yeah. You've right always now. known you were adopted. And being angry at her adopted parents is very understandable because... <laughs> I think so. That That's valid. But still, like, you don't want to further traumatize her by just busting in like the damn Kool-Aid man and showing up in her DMs like, yeah, I'm your sister and you're adopted and fuck your parents, but like, let's go to Benihana's. I just, right. <laughs> I think you gotta, you gotta, yeah, hang back and wait as difficult as that might might be. I can only imagine. And I'm thinking like, you're going to want the most ideal situation when you do finally get to know this sister. Um, and going and telling her that her parents are not her birth parents and completely shattering her world yeah, and reality yeah. is probably not going to be the in that you want for your long lost sister. Um, she's you're probably gonna want her to have a bit of time with the people that she does know mm-hmm. um, to help her. Uh, get grounded in that reality so that when she does meet you, um, it's a little bit more stable um, and you guys can can be introduced on a a more even uh, playing field's not the word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You guys can just kind of be meet on a more neutral um dynamic yeah yeah uh because it's just you like i get i know you said like time is something that gives you anxiety i don't know how literal or how deep um that goes when you say anxiety um but i really think it's for the for everyone's best interest if you just respect your oldest sister's uh, wishes. Now, I would communicate with them about, with my sister, about the timing of this conversation. Because you didn't really say anything here about when yep. Essence plans on saying something to yep. uh, Brittany. Mm-hmm. But um, I would definitely be in touch with her about when that's going to happen and how that's going to happen and just try to express how much this means to me and how you really want to get it. Because, you know, I don't know exactly. You said you're 28. 
Um, and they're both older than you. So, you know, no one's a child here. Um, but it's still going to be something that's really, really difficult to deal with. And Brittany, for all you know, she could be a personality type or she could deal with emotions, mental situations that just make her more sensitive to information like this, which is why she doesn't Who know. Who knows? <laughs> so you just got to let this take its time. But I would stay, if I were you, I would stay in contact with Essence as much as possible to just try and express how I'm feeling and stay updated on mm-hmm. how things are going. But I would definitely, 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 definitely not go to your sister who does not know about this and tell her yourself. Like, I, this is going to be bad for everybody. Right. For everybody. Yeah. Then your oldest is going to be mad because she told you that she wanted to tell her mm-hmm. herself in person. The parents going to be mad even though I understand you being upset with them. They're going to be mad because they didn't say anything and you said something or whatever. And then she's probably going to be mad at you too mm-hmm. for coming and breaking up her whole world in in front of her in a second. So I get it, yep. but I chill. I agree with all that, especially um, with the part about you being able to say, you know, okay, so when exactly is this conversation going to happen? Like, yes, I will let y'all, and it's probably best if they sit down as a family and have this conversation, but like, y'all can let me know when. Like, th- and that is not unreasonable for you to have a, a time frame for that to happen. Um, but yeah, other I I completely agree with all of that. It's a very sticky situation. I think you just gotta, you know, tread lightly and keep in mind that you know it's girl. <laughs> well, this is a is a wild situation, so it's gonna take a lot for your sister to adjust. And yeah, I I get the inclination here though. So good luck. Let us know. Um, if you have that conversation with them and they're like, oh, yeah, girl, we'll do it over Christmas or we'll do it on New Year's Day when everybody's eating black eyed peas, like something like that. But, yeah, let us know how it goes. Um, our next letter comes from Carrie, who says, hey, y'all, I'm wondering if either of you have ever dealt with anyone close to you who lies over dumb shit over dumb shit. I have a family member who will lie about the color of the sky and it's so obvious when he lies. It's actually offensive because at this point, I feel like they think I'm an idiot to believe some of the things they say. I doubt everything that comes out of their mouth and is endlessly frustrating. If cutting them out of my life was not an option, do you have any advice on how to move forward? We've already drifted apart and we're not as close, which makes me sad. And I'm starting to grow resentful. I've recommended therapy, but outside of that, I don't know what to do about it. Getting lied to does not feel good. I would appreciate any thoughts on this. Love you guys and have a happy holiday. Carrie. You get started because I feel like I don't even know what, like, I feel like this is open shut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my only issue is Carrie said if cutting them out of my life was not an option. And I don't, that's where I start to get a little confused because if you don't want to cut them out of your life, then you're going to have to confront them about the fact that they lie about everything. And it seems to, at no point here did you say that you've ever actually confronted this person when you have caught them in a lie. I don't. (laughs) I don't have family members who have done this, but I have dated somebody who would lie about absolutely fucking anything. I mean, lied about everything. Lied about her birthday, 
And then when I saw her driver's license and was like, how come your driver's license says a different year? She was like, oh, the DMV messed up. And so (laughs) so the DMV took a look at your birth certificate and messed up on your age. And your license has been like this for years. And you've just never gone back and gotten that fixed. And your, your driver's license, that's what you want me to believe. That, I mean, that and the fact that, like, you and your brother, like, you saying that your brother is six months younger than you. Like, it's not adding up. But you would rather me believe your lies over what is clearly the truth here. So, but in that situation, I confronted her about the lies. Sometimes I chose to believe what she said anyway, even though deep down I knew it wasn't true. And sometimes I was like, mm, this is shitty, but I'm not ready to break up with you yet until I got to the point where I was ready to break up with her. But I just don't, I don't know what options you have besides cutting them off or saying something to them about it. Because how can you move forward in a relationship with somebody when you don't trust anything they say? Like, again, communication here. And I don't see what they could, I don't know what kind of power they must have over you to where you feel like you can't cut them off, but... I don't know. I guess if that's the case, then I would just have to detach myself emotionally from them. Like you said, y'all are drifting apart and it makes you sad, but it's better than pretending like you're in a close relationship with somebody when you can't believe nothing that comes out of their mouth. To me. (laughs) I agree completely. I just, I don't see the point. If I can't believe anything that comes out of your mouth, I'm, first of all, I'm going to confront you about it because... I mean, I was going to do that anyway. Right. That's just who I am. I am. I am very confrontational. Um, So you're going to hear my opinion on that. But if I really just can't trust anything that comes out of your mouth, then I just like. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Um, And I'll I'll take with me the memories. (laughs) You know. It's just, it is what it is. Um, I think that you'll you'll be fine and you'll be better off in the relationships of the future that don't require you to question every breath that escapes their lips. Um, I do believe if there hasn't been a confrontation, then one is in order. Um, mm-hmm. And who knows? Something positive and, and difference-making may come out of it, but... But if it's yeah. if it's somebody who has control over you, so you can't confront them, then I would just accept the reality of the situation. The reality is I don't have the money or the resources to move out. So I need to live in this person's house or I need them to send me my rent check or whatever, whatever the situation is. And the reality is that this nigga lies so much that I never know what's true. Like, if you tell me it's raining, I'm, I'm double checking the smallest thing I don't believe coming out your mouth. And so I accept that this is not somebody I can have a close personal relationship with for these reasons. And and accepting the reality of the situation may help resolve some of those feelings you have. You know, you hate that y'all are drifting apart and growing resentful and all that. It may help with those feelings until you get to a place where you can confront them about it. But otherwise, yeah, I just don't see what other option you really have. We have to be able we have to be able to trust people. We have to be able to believe people in order to have a close relationship with them. So yeah, sorry girl, that sucks, but good luck. 
All right. This one comes from Ronald. Oh, okay. Y'all's fake name situations be giving me so much anxiety because I'll be wanting to make sure I say the right fake name. Okay. It says, hi, Crystal and Kaviri. I'm a 26-year-old <laughs> gay black man. I have a friend, or should I say, I had a friend that I was super close with for a decade. This was someone I confided in, traveled with, and there was and was there for during major milestones. We met in middle school and remained close for years. We ended up going to different colleges, but would visit each other during breaks and long weekends. During our junior year of college, I started dating a guy that I'd been friends with for a while at my university. He was my everything. My first everything. Oh, sorry. Lord. Boyfriend, kiss, sex, travel partner, heartbreak. Anyway, I introduced the guy to my best friend and they instantly hit it off. She even joked that he was her type, even though he was clearly gay and very much in a relationship with me, but didn't think it was a big deal at the time. I like my friends to get along with the person I'm dating. It made sense since I spent a lot of time with both of them, but flash forward to a year and a half later, he breaks up with me over text ghosts me for over two months, and I later found out he was fucking other guys immediately after we broke up. I called my best friend immediately after we broke up, crying, devastated that he broke up with me in such a cold, heartless way. She empathized with what I was going through. She was the first person to find out that it happened and was the person I confided in about the breakup. Oh, no. I was shocked and hurt. After two months, my ex reached out to me and apologized for all wrongdoing. I accepted his apology and agreed to move past everything and remain cordial. After I left school, he remained in our college town. It was to my surprise when I found out that my best friend was driving to see my ex four hours away and began hanging out with him more than she did with me. When I found this out, I confronted her about it and asked why she was still choosing to be friends with someone who treated me like trash. She didn't like she didn't think it was a big deal and said she would not stop being friends with someone just because he was my ex. Mm. After a while, I took the hint and stopped communicating with either of them. I haven't spoken to either of them in three years. Flash forward to 2022. I got a message from a friend saying that my ex and my ex-best friend are still hanging out. I would be lying if I said it didn't still bother me that this happened and that I still don't think about cussing their asses out. But with therapy, I've learned to move past it and set boundaries within my relationship. I'm currently in a happy relationship with my man of over a year, and I have no intention of getting back with my ex. So... Myself, my ex friend, and my ex all have mutual friends. Okay. Leading to my question. What's the issue? Y'all have mutual friends. Okay. My questions are, do you think that your best friend should be friends with your ex? Was it wrong to confront my best friend for hanging out with my ex? Am I wrong for ending a friendship with my best friend of 10 years because she refused to end her friendship with my ex? Oh, Lord. I listen to you guys every week. Thank you for getting through, through your hardest moments. Sending you both love and support. Ronald. Oh, how boy Ronald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I okay, so the first question, do you think that your best friend should be friends with your exes? I'll be friendly. Oh, with your ex. Oh. Yeah. At best I'm cordial. 
I mean, if you decided that you could be cordial with him, I don't see why she couldn't also be that. Right. Exactly. I get. And if they were. Okay, so they didn't already know each other. You introduced him to her. So I kind of feel like in that situation, her loyalty should be to you. I guess, I, especially if she was driving four hours away and spending more time with him than she was with you. I could definitely see why you felt away, especially when the breakup was really fresh. Because I've definitely been in situations where I break up with somebody and we have mutual friends and this nigga is still coming around. And I'm like, uh, like, fuck is y'all doing? And they're like, girl, everybody is friends. Like, sorry. And that that is a shitty feeling, which is why I don't date in my friend circles anymore. <laughs> and the people I date never become nobody I have dated has ever truly become part of my friends circle when our relationship is over it is over with all of my niggas as well so i can see in that situation easily and and given that this probably happened a few years ago all of you are in your early 20s i can see why you got that upset what i don't understand is still feeling a way about it now Mm. if it's been years you've moved on you have a new man, like, I'm fine. You said you cut him off. You haven't spoken to either of them in three years. I would be fine, but I'm again, I'm much older than you, but I would be fine being cordial with these people. We don't have to be close or nothing like that, but it's been years, and you said that, like, you accepted his apology two months after y'all broke up and said you would move past everything and remain cordial, so... Maybe you didn't really mean that, but <laughs> but to me, like, I feel like if you decided, I'm going to at least match whatever energy you have for your ex. So if you decided that you could be cordial with him, I don't see why you would be mad if she's cordial with him. That's just me. <laughs> I think that your ex ex-best friend is attracted to your ex. I think that she... But he's gay, right? Yeah, that don't mean anything. I think that your ex-wife's friend is attracted to your ex. I think that she has a crush on this nigga and thus hangs out with the motherfucker because... Weird. She thinks <laughs> that the nigga is cute and fun and whatever, and that's why. Because why would you tell me that you that he's your type? But three, three years? That's a long time to hang around a gay nigga because you think he's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying that she wants to act on it. Oh, Listen, okay. Gotcha. I know hags. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I know how they move and operate. Like, the girlies will literally hang around and wait for their time like bats. Wow. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I think that this is some weird shit. If we've been friends for 10 years, my nigga, and now all you're talking about is, I'm, oh, well, I'm not going to stop being friends with somebody just because they're your ex. What? Okay, well, I guess that just speaks to your loyalty. I don't want to be friends with you no way. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? With the nigga that you said that that he was your type? What if he was bisexual? Then that would be different. I to me it would be different. Oh yeah, then it would be different. Of course it would be different. Like if, girl, if I thought there was a chance they were <laughs> fucking, then yeah, I would look at it differently. But 
I'm not saying that there's a chance that they're fucking. I'm saying that, like, the fact that you even have that energy with this person. I get that. Where you feel like, oh, like, I'm attracted to them. We have fun, whatever, whatever. I feel like that speaks to the to the reason that you want to keep them around. If I... I feel mm. like if, if this person was not your type, you would not have as much of a problem breaking away from them when I broke up with them. You see what I'm saying? I do. I think I just thought of it like, you know, you said you introduced them, them to each other. They really hit it off. So I just assumed they became really good friends, like genuine friends, not like, oh, this nigga is fine. And I like looking at him, which I I had never thought of that. Not saying it's not possible. I just hadn't thought of it. That like, It can be both. It really Eat could. Eat in the middle, dance all night. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for me, if, the, if she's hanging out with him, being friends with him because she thinks he's fine, then my feelings are very different than if they just struck up a genuine connection and are just friends. Like that... To me, that is a. I would feel differently about the situation. So, I think that he's weird. I think that she's weird, and I don't think either one. I don't think you need to be concerned with either one of these things. Yeah, but I do get the fact that, like, oh well, y'all have mutual friends, so they pop up, or you hear about each other, or whatever, whatever, and that can be annoying. But if it's been three years and you're in a whole other allegedly happy relationship, it's time for you to let that shit go, mama. Like, let them go yeah. and do shooters and fishbowls or whatever the fuck together and, <laughs> and, you know, right? be the gay and the giant peach. Like, yeah. whatever. Definitely not wrong to confront her about it. Not wrong to end the friendship if you felt like it was something shady going on or you felt like that was fucked up. Nothing wrong with ending that, especially <laughs> if it's been years and you're like... I'm fine with not having either one of y- y'all in my life. I think you got to deal with the fact that it still pisses you off, gets on your nerves, irritates you only because you do still see them occasionally because of the mutual friend situation. But other than that, child, I mean, <laughs> you really blew my mind with the with the hag thing. I had not considered that at all. Fully. Girl, they're everywhere. Damn. See, so if it's something like that, then I feel like that that definitely is raggedy. And it was like she chose somebody that she thought was fine over this person that y'all you've been friends with since you were a teenager. Like it happens. Yeah, I definitely read it as well. We were friends, and then you got mad because we were still friends after y'all broke up, even though y'all was still cool. And but so why? then you decided not to be friends with me no more because he's. So to me, it's fine because he said. You know, I accept your apology, move past, bygones be bygones, and we can remain cordial. So if you feel that way, then I don't see why I can't feel that way. Why do your friends have to hate your ex if you don't? If everybody is just friends. But she never said, she said after two months, my ex, she never said that the friends stopped being, um, I mean, he never said that the friends stopped being friends with, with the ex. like. He said that the friend was just like the first person that found out what happened and confided in or whatever. The yeah. first person that they confided in. They never she he never said that they stopped being friends at all. Or even that she had any like he never really he said she empathized with what I was going through. Right, but it was it was two months later though that the ex reached out and apologized and you were like, okay, we can keep it cordial. So I'm mm-hmm. just and so 
And then after that is when you found out that they were and still... And mind you, your friend is not just friends with your ex, but is driving four hours to hang out with this nigga. Now, see, that should have been the clue to me that she found him attractive. <laughs> I just thought it was weird, but now... Your theory makes a lot more sense because I'm not driving four hours to hang out with pretty with much anybody. Goddamn, <laughs> with my nigga, like, <laughs> like with my nigga. I'm driving four hours to go to Philly for a show, and that's it. <laughs> like, and that's not even gonna take four whole hours. And that's not even hello, exactly. <laughs> that's not even four hours. So. So, yeah, I should have known then that it <laughs> that should have been a clue. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't pick up on that, but if yeah, it was, no. yeah. Okay, so yeah, now it sounds sounds a little shadier. It sounds a little messier. But, yeah, I, you just got to figure out how you going to handle it when you see them. But as far as, like, trying to mend the relationship and all that, I'm fully in support of you just going on about your life and living it however you want it. to. Yep. Really would. Really would. would. I'm cordial with him when I see him. I would have no words for this friend. And that's that. Like, y'all are dust. I would really pay it. Like, you're in a whole other relationship. You have other friends. Like, it is Mm -hmm. what it is. If they want to call you petty, it is what it is. Then you're petty. Hello. But, but yeah. I'm petty and we can all continue. And I will be petty far away from you niggas. Way outside of y'all niggas and whatever you have going on in your lives because I don't want to be a part of it no more. And I get to do that. Amen. Oh, all right. Well. All right. Well, I feel like that is just a good place I to stop. I was about to say we're at the two-hour mark, so that's going to wrap up. <laughs> Indeed. I was literally going to do it. <laughs> well, just in case you thought otherwise. <laughs> I was literally ending the show, nigga. I was going to say it. Well, there's that. Uh, if you have uh, other questions we uh, that you want us to answer, either on the regular show or on another mailbag, because you know holidays, mailbags, it's probably going to happen. So asktheread at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on social media at This Is The Read. And you can find our merch over at shoptheread.com. And yeah, I think that's it for me. Anything else from you before we head out? Um, no, we've got some announcements that are coming very soon that should be fun. You may already know, but then some you don't. Yeah. Just stick around. That's right. Keep your ears peeled for, you know, some other things maybe coming later this week and all will be revealed. So till yeah, then, take care of yourselves and we will see y'all next time. 